why the f did it take me 30 seconds to write about f***ing a dead kid? <laughs> but I can't write anything about my own child. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm also pretty sure I'm Gary Oldman, and I just don't know it because he's such a good actor. Gary Oldman doesn't even know who Gary Oldman is. <laughs> Tequila does terrible things to me. The MGK gives good blowjobs. <laughs> Cooking monster be on the other side of the glory. I'm a father. I have never f***ed a dead kid. I have no reference to that. Did you see this thing with Brendan Fraser? Oh, I meant to bring that up. Too. Yeah, got a got a six. He 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 got a six minute standing ovation. At the whatever the, the the film festival award thing was for this new movie he's doing, yeah, um, that's so fucking cool. It is. Apparently, he they're talking about Oscar nomination for it's him. it. This this the movie itself is getting a lot of lot of buzz. It hasn't come out in like main theaters yet. It's just at festivals right now. But and then yeah, he himself is getting Oscar buzz for it. They say he's just that good. Has he ever been nominated for an Oscar? Uh, oh, you know, that's a good question. I uh, Probably not. But... Because um, his comeback was... Uh, what's the... The Doom Patrol was Doom kind Patrol. of a big thing, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see here. No, never been nominated for an Oscar. He's been nominated for some stuff over the years for like Encino Man, like other other award shows, yeah. like Encino Man, The Mummy, Crash, and uh, Crash is good. Crash is the last thing he got any any nominations for. He got a SAG. What? He, he actually won uh, a couple awards, for, a couple of uh, awards, including a SAG award for Crash. What um? What year was Crash? Two thousand six. It, really? it was 2006. That wasn't the last thing he did, but that was the last thing that he got like notoriety for. Yeah, because <coughs> after that, was that long ago. Yeah. Oh, I know. I cannot believe. Like, I remember because that came out when I was in high school, and oh god, that's so long ago. I remember when that first came out, and that movie blew my mind. Yeah. Um, just just telling that many stories that are all that interwoven. Yeah. Um, it was like a a like a um. A non-comedic version, no comedy of Pulp Fiction. It was. It had. It was like Pulp because there was a couple of movies that came out around that time, kind of like that. Um, not around Pulp Fiction time, but yeah, similar to Pulp yeah. Fiction, just that almost Tarantino. Because who who directed Crash? That well, without was, like the great dialogue or the crazy dialogue or the comedy or aspect the, or the foot fetish. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking yeah! Tell me, tell me, he doesn't have a foot. Did you see? There was a thing I saw online. It was. Whatever movie uh, Quentin Tarantino did that had Selma Hayek in it, where like he's <laughs> dust till dawn, dust till dawn, and she's like putting her foot in his mouth. I'm like, yeah, tell me Tarantino doesn't have a foot fetish. Oh, if totally. he, yeah, um, <laughs> who directed Crash? That was oh, Paul Haggis. Never mind. I thought it was somebody. He's the guy who did. I uh, know uh, he wrote Casino Royale. Never mind. Um, yeah, no, Brandon Fraser. I I love like because like the Mummy was so good. Mummy Returns is fine. I never saw the third one. Was that the Scorpion King? Um, oh, Scorpion King or Mummy? No. Which one? Scorpion King was a spinoff of uh, Mummy Returns. Yeah, which one was the Scorpion King in? The Mummy Returns. Mummy Returns. Okay. Yeah. Because um, wasn't that the CGI rock? Oh, yeah. It was bad. <laughs> For a split second. It was really yeah. fucking bad. Yeah. Uh, split second, my ass. It's the whole last 20 minutes. <laughs> it's it really? really? Yeah, he's the final boss fight. It's really bad. But you get that. I mean, Encino Man's a fucking classic. Uh, School Ties. Did you ever see School Ties? Mm-hmm. 
It's a that's the one that you go back because that one's got like a young Mark Wahlberg or Mark Wahlberg, Matt Damon. Um, yeah, I think Mark Wahlberg's in it. Uh, ben Affleck and uh, Brendan Fraser plays this like uh, Jewish teenager who gets this like scholarship to his private school to go play football, uh-huh. and but he has to hide the fact that he's Jewish because it's a very like Christian community uh-huh. kind of thing, and um, it's a very good movie. Huh. Because basically they find out, <laughs> and then they make his life hell. Oh geez. And it's it's there's there's this one really iconic scene where like somebody hangs a swastika above his bed uh-huh. in his in his dorm, and so he puts up a note on the bulletin board that just says whoever did this like meet me like meet me in the courtyard at this time, and there's just shot of him just standing out there alone. No one comes to see him, and it's just raining and there's thunder and lightning. And he just goes cowards. Mm-hmm. It's a really good movie. <coughs> huh. He's like he's like eighteen. It's very he's very young, yeah. But George of the Jungle, come on, man. Fucking the true tar- the true Tarzan movie. <laughs> the true Tarzan. <laughs> Fucking love that. Um and what happened because he had that back issue, right? He had a lot of stuff kind of all happen at once. Yeah. So first thing that went down was he got divorced and his wife took him for fucking everything. He was paying out like ninety nine hundred thousand a year in child support and alimony. Jesus, and he like tried to go to the judge and say like I can't afford this, like it's bleeding me dry. And then his ex argued that he was like hiding assets or whatever, and it was this whole thing. I think he ended. I think he ended up winning, but it was like over the course of several years. I mean, that's a lot of money. And then, because he was doing all those action movies, it fucked his back up. So he kept having to have all these surgeries and didn't heal well. And so he started gaining a lot of weight as a result. And then what really happened was during, uh, I think it was Katrina. It was one of the big hurricanes and a tree went, fell down on his house. And while he was trying to clear clear everything out, he fucked up his back. Uh. And then what, what also, what then what kind of fucked him was the whole, like he had been like sexually harassed or whatever by the producer and he tried to tried to uh, report him or whatever and the guy basically blacklisted him and he couldn't get work for like cuz like for a while there like cuz at one point he shows up in in GI Joe in like a fucking cameo or whatever in like one scene he's not even credited really he's when he's like one of the guys training them or something like that i was i remember watching i was like it's fucking it's a Brendan Fraser and then you never see him again hmm and it was just, it was a bummer. But then, yeah, in the last couple of years, he's been getting, when all this, like the Me Too movement and all that, like all this stuff has come out. And people have been, because people were wondering, like, what the fuck ever happened to this guy? And a lot of this stuff was coming out. And then he started doing more interviews and he was getting booked, because like, then Scorsese books him in a movie. And then this new one, this Aronofsky movie, was supposed to be the bad guy in Batgirl. But now that's not going to be ever be fucking seen. But, what, um, what's Scorsese booking there? He just finished shooting that one. Oh, he just I finished. Think. Yeah, oh, it hasn't yeah. come out yet. I was like, I don't remember. Yeah, it hasn't come out yet. He, he got that one. He got that one about the same time he got the uh, the Aronofsky movie. Okay. Um, but uh, the whale is the one that he got the applause standing ovation for here the other day. Um, now the, the Scorsese one. It just it looked like that when you watch that video, like everything had finally come for circle for him. Yeah. Well, and and doing Doom Patrol helped too, because for that it was a voiceover role. Yeah, he has like I think one or two flashbacks in the whole show where it's where it's him, but he got to just do voice, do the voice for it, and it got people talking about him again. Finally, 
good. I haven't watched Doom Patrol. I've heard it's good, but it's a spinoff of Titans, and I hated Titans. Oh, really? Yeah, I got like I got three episodes in, and I was like, this sucks. Oh, it, this sucks hard. <laughs> but I heard Doom Patrol is very good. I heard it's very funny. We'll Shit. see. Doom Patrol. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. That's all the Taylor Hawkins, Shane Hawkins. Uh, dude, I keep seeing those fucking clips, and yeah. I'm just like, I gotta, I'm got i going to try and fi- see if I can find the whole thing uh, somewhere. But, yeah, the clip of him playing with his son and then just the opening of them opening with um, times like these and, and Dave can't even get through the first couple yeah. of uh, – brutal yeah and i guess like because they had they had like like brian may from queen was there um a bunch of people were there i mean they had were playing with all kinds i think elton john was there i know Chappelle was there yeah um well i mean yeah i mean that i mean you see the size of that fucking place it was huge (laughs) they loved them yeah i don't know what's gonna happen to food fighters after this i don't know if they keep going or not it's I mean, like one of those things like it's not like they're not like my favorite band yeah ever but like i listen to them yeah oh they come on i'm not skipping the song yeah like i'm not gonna skip the song but i'm not like like oh my god Foo Fighters. like i'm just yeah like, i like their music it's not like it's good if it like like i wouldn't buy tickets to go see foo fighters oh, but I if would. some if someone said hey i got a ticket i'm going i would actually buy tickets would you buy foo- okay oh, yeah 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 yeah, I would. Because like I've got I've got like I've got some of their stuff on my phone. I don't have a lot of it because yeah, it's it's just it's not my. One of my favorite songs is you can't really find that they did was a cover, "Darling Nikki." Oh, I love that cover. I love it so fucking. Much. I mean, I remember when that I remember growing up when that cover came out and hearing it on the radio all the time, and I it, it, I was young enough that I was like. It's so hard to find. It is. It's very hard because it was because it's a Prince cover. Yeah. So that shit's under fucking lock and key. Um, they were actually. Well, it's funny because the year they released that cover was the year that Prince did the Super Bowl halftime show, mm-hmm. and that's why at that at that halftime show he did a cover of, uh, um, "Best of You" by Foo Fighters. Did he? I didn't yeah. know that. Like, it doesn't do the whole song, but <laughs> yeah. he does like a verse and a chorus of it um because he was he was into it he he really liked it and actually when prince died there was a prince tribute concert somewhere and or foo fighters played their cover of darling Nikki. i think it's, theirs is better than his i think i'm not a big prince fan personally like i rest i respect prince yeah. i'm not it's not my kind of music but yeah prince is so good considered one of the greatest entertainers but also one of the greatest guitarists of all time he is a damn good guitarist <laughs> i mean it's so wild to think about too like his his that man can play the fucking guitar like that, I've seen that video of him at the Hall of Fame doing uh, uh, "While My Guitar Gently Weeps." So many. Have you ever seen that video? No. Um, let me see if I can find that. That's it's a. It was him with a bunch of other guys. He just outshines them. Yeah, because like everybody. So the whole video. I'm not gonna play the whole video, but the whole video is like, I think it's like Tom Petty and a, a whole bunch of dudes, and everybody's taking turns doing solos and shit. And they let Prince do the final solo. And he just fucking, ju- I mean, it's kind—it's of, one of those, like, you're like, I'm almost embarrassed for the other guys. Like, <laughs> that are all in the. <laughs> that are all, that are, they're, they're all legends. Hall of Famers. Yeah. Um, this guy's a god among legends. It's, yeah, it he really, it really is. Um, I don't want to do the whole fucking video, though. This is going to take me a second to find. I'm going to pull up the video and then just skip to the fucking solo at the end because it's, it's, yeah, it's like a seven minute. And I'm not trying to get my fucking podcast in trouble here. So, but I mean, it's a, it's, I mean, it's a two minute like outro, but 
It's impressive as fuck here. It's Prince with Tom Petty, Jeff Lynn, and Steve Winwood. Jesus. So. <laughs> His faces are the best. It's not even like he's trying. Oh, I know. Fucking show off. <laughs> Some dude's holding him. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> he knew what he just did. Uh-huh, he knows. Still going. Fingers like a motherfucker. <laughs> Damn, that's good. Think he'll finger a girl so hard her husband will come. Yeah. <laughs> now you can rep the basement lounge out in public by checking out some of the merch that we have available on our website. Just go to tblpod.net slash store. That's tblpod.net slash store and check out some of the t-shirt and other merch designs we have for you featuring our logo some of our favorite bits as well as a homegrown humor official t-shirt as well once again just go to tblpod.net slash store and check out some of the cool merch we have there for you now so uh, here's a question who's more influential artist okay michael jackson or prince 
God, fuck. It's a tough one. That's a tough one. I mean, I don't personally like Michael Jackson. I'm not I'm, I'm not a huge I'm pop music isn't really my thing. So, like, I mean, Michael Jackson's got more hits. Yeah. I mean, you you in terms of just like like Billboard topping hits, I mean, it's it's Michael Jackson. Raw talent, I'm going with Prince. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not to say that Jackson wasn't talented. I mean, the guy could sing, the guy could dance, but um yeah, I mean, I guess it's it depends on how you're trying to categorize it, I guess. Because I always viewed like as a kid, Prince was like the dark version of Michael Jackson. That's, I mean, no, that's that's pretty legit. I mean, yeah, Michael Jackson's like the kind of ah, he's like he, he's the squeaky clean version, yeah. and Prince is more just dirty, dirty in like a sexual sense. Like it's a yeah. very sexual. It's never been a secret. I mean, darling Nikki, for crying out loud, first couple lines. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. I guess, yeah. In terms of just who who was a bigger star than Michael oh, Jackson, in yeah, terms of well, absolutely. Who do I have more respect for, Prince? Yeah, just influential wise. Like, I guess, like how many people? I don't know. I don't. I don't hear. I don't hear a lot of people outside of like mainstream pop reference Michael reference Prince right, yeah. as a as an inspiration. It's usually Michael Jackson. Yeah, Most right. guitar players and, and you know, kind of everyday generic rock and roll musicians probably say Prince. Yeah. That's what I'm ref- that's how I'm kind of like, because yeah. then you'll have, like, pop people, but then you'll have instrumental people be like. Yeah. Yeah. Odds are if you play in a rock band of some variation, you were probably a Prince fan. And if you're more of a pop person, then you're probably going to say Michael Jackson. Yeah. But even Michael Jackson, I mean, his, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the album, but the song particularly give in to me it's the one song of his that i unabashedly love i mean it's got uh slash playing the guitar on it so i mean it's not to say that he didn't mix well with the other with the other genres yeah i mean fucking three days grace did a cover of that song for fuck's sake yeah so yeah i mean but those are those are two that like you know flip a coin on those two yeah um Actually, somebody was asking on Twitter the other day, like, because people talk all the time about like the greatest like female singers, but you never hear folks talk about like the greatest male singers quite as much. And so they were asking like people's like top five male like singers. I mean, mine were kind of all over the place. I mean, I had Rob Halford for me was number one and will always be number one. Who's a singer for Judas Priest? But then like Freddie Mercury, Don Henley from the Eagles. I love Don Henley's solo stuff; is really good too. Yeah, uh, Lionel Richie. Yeah, and. uh one that threw a lot of people was Tennessee Ernie Ford. He was he was big in like the 60, 50s and sixties, but he's got, I loved him because he's got a very deep voice. Ah, okay, um, you've probably heard his song "16 Tons" at some point. Oh, it probably. Um, I was gonna try and figure out who it mean. I mean, it was it was hard for me to pick. I mean, it was a it was definitely a hard. Yeah, because that is kind of a question nobody ever asked. Best male singer. Interesting. Um. Trying to find the Foo Fighters' "Darling Nikki" song on on Apple Music, and it's not there. It's you. It's it's crazy hard to find. Yeah. I don't even. I can't remember last how I found it last time. I was like, man, I really want to listen to this song. It's one of those ones that like the um, the radio stations all got it, but it never got like released. Yeah, and I think that was probably a Prince thing. Probably like you can do it. You can play it on the radio. You can't put it on an album. And they probably they've played it live. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Because that at 
it's better than the original. It is. And and I know anybody listening who's a Prince fan is cursing our names right now, but I'm sorry, it's better. It it's, is. It is. It's it's there's there's a there's a there's a rock edge. That's more of like a rock type yeah. feel. And his voice, Dave Girl's voice for it, yeah. is like perfect. Like like <clears throat> Prince's version almost sounds like when you compare the two, Prince's version sounds like the cover. Yes. Yeah. It sounds like a like a like a pop rock ish cover of a you know nineties radio rock song. It does. There, there's a certain grit that comes with, especially with Foo Fighters and Dave Grohl's voice, like you said, that just fits when when you get to the chorus when she started to grind and that guitar just fucking hits. It just it yeah, it's good shit. It's like uh, another song is um, hurt hurts. Oh, the Johnny Cash's hurts <sighs> so much better than Nine Inch Nails. Oh. And I will say, like, they're very different. Like, oh yeah, but, but even I think even they came out and said, yeah, that's oh, way yeah. better than ours. Like, it's one of those. <laughs> I, I, I wonder if Nine Inch Nails even fucking bothers with that one live anymore. It's like, no, it's it's not our song. I didn't like. Weren't they honored that Johnny like, Cash? Like, oh, sure. Well, that whole album that Johnny Cash did was all covers. Was it really? They were mostly covers. Maybe not all, but mostly. It was a lot of them on there. They're all good, but yeah. that one. I mean that. That's in the pantheon of like greatest covers, like God. just fucking ever. There's there are like YouTube videos dedicated to people re, like reacting to that song for the first time and just oh end, really and just end with them just <laughs> sobbing. It's a sad. I always thought I don't know. Did you ever watch Sons of Anarchy? Yeah, I always thought Sons of Anarchy would end on that song. That'd be the final oh song. yeah. That's a good. Mm, that's good. I know it's kind of made for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, um. Uh, fucking! I remember when the first trailer for um, Logan came out at, yeah. the, at the end of that first that that year before, and that first trailer was just set to that song. And I remember like every movie outlet on the internet was just like, "This is the best trailer of the year." Yeah, and like the <sighs> the, 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 they, the, the Apple was saying like the download numbers for that song fucking went through the roof after that trailer came out. Dude, because that, that song for that, I mean, that trailer, and well, really for that entire movie, like, I can't, I don't think it's even in the movie. I think it's just in not the trailer. I, no, it's not. But it's like, that song would honestly be made for that movie. Oh, 100%. Like, God, 100%. Such a good fucking cover. Um, I'm trying to find the album here, because I know there's a bunch of covers on on that album. Um, like, there's a cover of Personal Jesus on there. Is it really? Which is fucking hilarious, yeah. Um, yeah, Hurts on this. There's some original stuff on there, but there's a Paul Simon cover on there. Um, there's a Sting cover on there. He plays I Hung My Head. Mm. Um, like, how honored do you have to feel, though, for Johnny Cash? Like, hey, is it oh I'd quit music. Cover if I was song. a musician and Johnny Cash covered my song, I'd retire. I'd be like, no, no, I've peaked. I've peaked with someone else playing my song. I'm good. <laughs> Because, because just on just on royalties alone that you're gonna get on the back end of someone's cover of your song selling, especially if it's Johnny Cash, you can retire. You never yeah. have to work again. Yeah. The only country country music artist I listen to is Johnny Cash. Him and I like Chris Stapleton. I listen. Yeah, I can't get anything else. It's, yeah, that's fine. I think I just cat because I know is like, like not no no, but like how shitty his life was with drugs and alcohol yeah. and all that stuff. And I'm like. This guy 
Well, that movie should have won the Oscar. The only reason it didn't was because Ray won the year before, and they weren't gonna they weren't gonna do let back to back do back to back music biopics. Because like in his voice, you feel like that guy. It sounds like he's been yeah. through it. Yeah, like everything. Jo- Johnny Cash was metal before metal existed. Yeah, plain, plain yeah. and simple. I mean, he's the original metal metal musician. My favorite, my favorite thing ever, and I'm obviously I'm atheist, but my favorite cartoon ever, I think, was by Mike Peters. Mm-hmm. Johnny Cash is up by the pearly gates, and there's what St. Peter mm-hmm. right there, and it's like ah, because uh, he's known as the man dressed in black. Yeah. he's like it's all right, we'll let him. In. <laughs> and he's just got his black suit on and everything. We'll we'll wave the dress code for <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> it was just really, it was just a really cool cartoon when he died yeah. because like yeah, he just lived a life that. And he was a, I mean, he turned everything around, kind of. He did. His, I mean, you talk about a guy who got a second chance. <laughs> I mean, when he died, that that hurt cover, because this is back when I back when I was still watching MTV. So the VMAs that 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 week, it was nominated for like best rock song or something like that, or best country song, and it fucking won. Yeah. But he wasn't at the awards, and which first of all, think about that MTV VMAs. It was so good. He was still getting cred with with MTV with the fucking teeny boppers voting for this shit, um, and he won. But they had said like he can't. We're we're announcing this now because he can't be here tonight. He's not feeling well, but he's gonna be fine. Died that weekend. Jesus, his wife didn't die, and then June died not long after that, or not long before that. One of the two. I can't remember. Um, they were pretty close together when they the way they died and when they died. It's just, it's just yeah. This I will always. Love that cover more than anything. I still have. I mean, I listen to that uh, that Folsom that live at live at the prison. Uh, I do every now and then. Uh, it's 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 a, it's a great. If fuck. I'm working out and it comes on, I'm like, oh okay, cool. I usually have it on when I'm cleaning the house, like <coughs> like if, when I'm like hardcore cleaning the house, vacuuming and doing the. I'll put it. I'll put my phone up to my Alexa and just play that out. Because um, Cocaine Blues is one of my favorite. Is Johnny Cat. I love that song. Sometimes life can give you the raw deal, and that's where Dope comes in. Dope provides edible cookie dough in a variety of flavors and styles for you, delivered to your house deliciously and intact. Dope also donates a portion of every sale to the She Recovers Foundation with a minimum guaranteed donation of $40,000 every year. She Recovers is a nonprofit charity with a mission to connect, support, and empower women in or seeking recovery. You can also use the code tbl 5 tbl L05 to get $5 off your order at checkout. Once again, just go check out Dope at www.dope.com. That's www.doughp.com and use the code TBL05 to get $5 off your order at checkout. Boy named Sue. It's good shit. All good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. Love, uh, love Johnny Cash. Yeah, I don't. But other than that, other than that, like I said, I do like Chris Stapleton, but Chris Stapleton's more blues than country. Um, yeah, it's, I, I can't listen. I tried. I cannot get in the country. Chris, I like Chris Stapleton because he's not the he's not this Bo Burnham kind of country. That I mean, he's just a guy who's existed in the music industry for years and just it literally like it was. He was just like a session musician, and he just would write songs all the time. And his his wife finally was like. Just record these and, and and release them. Like, what's the fucking worst that can happen? And that first album, like, clean sweeps the CMAs. And here's this guy walking out looking like just like the 
you know, the long coat and the hair and the beard. I mean, everyone else at the CMAs is pretty. Yeah. And here's just this rough looking motherfucker. And then he put another album out a few years later. And I was, cause I was still working at ABC at the time. So I was watching the CMAs cause I had to. And, uh, I was like, he's not going to clean sweep again. There's no way he gets that twice. Same thing. Every time you put an album out, it fucking just, you know, male artist of the year, best country album, best country song, just across the fucking board. Cause he, he writes the kind of stuff that like, like Johnny Cash used to write. Kind of the closest thing to it. Yeah, it's he's the closest. It's not the pop country or the No, it's yeah. not it's not arena country, pop country. It's just it's just a guy writing honest honest fucking music and yeah. and it's like him and his wife in a backup band and it's 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 really good shit. Hmm. I mean, he's biggest known for his cover of Tennessee Whiskey, but his cover of Tennessee Whiskey is fucking like orgasmic okay i have listened to that it is really <laughs> really fucking good i remember because because that year that first year he was there he performed that with with justin timberlake of all fucking people and uh but even i was like damn justin you're fucking talented <laughs> justin timberlake is a lot more talented than i think people give him credit for it's just he's the he'll never live down being the guy from insane no and that, that's the shitty part actually one of my favorite fucking songs ever is cry me a river it's a good, it's a good fucking song. It's a good fucking song. I love that song. <laughs> it's a really fucking good song. The music video is great. I fucking yeah. love that song. I'm like, God damn you, Justin. Oh, yeah. I think what hurt him most at first, he tried to be Michael Jackson. He I did. Think. He got a lot of Michael Jackson comparisons when yeah. he was first uh, because it was kind of a similar story. It was like, here's this guy who became bigger than his group. Yeah. And his early style was very jackson-esque but dude we, you know, cry me a river is a is fucking slaps yeah. that song is so fucking good <laughs> man the little things that you're like i don't think i'll ever listen to oh my god this is gold because oh, because that that came out in that age where i was moving on from pop music like i i had listened to like backstreet boys and nsync for years because growing up that's all i was allowed to listen to but i liked it oh i never i was I, my parents just were like We'll let you listen to this because, you know, it is what it is. It's acceptable. It's acceptable. Um, but when I was getting away from pop music and discovering, like, rock and other things, like, was when Crime River came out and everyone was like, just a really simple album. I was like, ah, I'm over all that. And I listened to it and I'm like, fuck. Okay, uh, this one's good. I like it. Yeah, Shit. Never gotten that pop, <laughs> pop stuff. Man. Yeah, I did. I, I did go to a, a Backstreet Boys concert with my wife, though, right before COVID. I bet that was an adventure. Best thing, no lines for the bathroom. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was like me and two gay guys. <laughs> and they like looked at me like, I was married. <laughs> not just that, they're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Wife. Uh, <laughs> not watching the show. <laughs> I literally, I was like, I was, she wanted to go. It was in Indianapolis. She wanted to go. I was like, if I we Was it like, was it at least like, like, was it a good, like, as far as spectacle goes, like, good show or you just, you just were checked out mm -hmm. and it wasn't checked out i mean i was like we were we were i mean spectacle wise but like it was weird so if like we're up on like if you're at the stage we were kind of like almost behind the stage at an angle oh uh, okay does that make sense because yeah, she yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. she didn't want to be down there with like she no with like every crazy fan yeah because she's a, you know, she, my wife has the oh my god my wife's crazy about backstreet boys <laughs> <laughs> absolutely insane um she used to record every time they were on TV, and she has all the recordings. Really? Yeah. Like, that's how hundreds of hours of just recordings. 
That is spectacular. She still has the videos. You could probably all this, all this shit. Like she figured, <laughs> she figured out where one of them lived. Like before they, because she knew a girl. You guys mom, can't see the look I'm giving Mike right now. But. She, she knew a girl whose mom was a real estate agent down in, I think, Florida. Yeah. And one of, and then. That's where they're from. Yeah. Florida. And they were able to figure out where one of them was buying a house. So she sent them. A, I was like, Jesus. Oh, look, my that's God. That's stalker-esque. That's. <laughs> but she was like 14 or something at the time. I can't uh, remember. Okay. So I'm like. I just love that she's like, I want to be down there on the floor with these crazy fucking but yeah all I, what i just told you yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah that's funny because when i went and saw it when i went and saw judas priest a few years ago um i was on the floor i was easily the youngest guy there by a lot oh, really? i mean a lot of the people around me were in their 50s or older and but like we're rocking out like they were fucking 18 years old and i'm sitting here in my chair just kind of like eh, i'm tired yeah <laughs> but like yeah and they knew it, it was it was just kind of weird i'm like oh man i i ooh, i'm Younger than I could be all y'all's fucking sons. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, it was now. Uh, did I want to go see them? No, no, I'm not a fan, but my wife wanted to go. Was I like pleasantly surprised? Yeah. Yes. I didn't have a bad time. Right. It's probably like, like I said, in terms of spectacle, it was like probably me taking my wife to go see fucking Slipknot. Like she's. Yeah. She's not gonna like a buddy. A buddy of mine, his his daughter. She's she's fourteen now, and she's she's getting into like she like Slipknot and stuff like that. So they went. He took her to see them in 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 Indy a few months ago, and got like floor floor tickets. Oh. And I was like, "You brave motherfucker!" He's yeah. like, "Yeah, no, I miscalculated." <laughs> he's like, yeah. "She had a blast," and he's like, "But also having never listened to them, but seeing them live, I get it." Okay. <laughs> he's like, "I get it." <laughs> I, that's one band I've always wanted to see live. Have you not seen them? Not live. Oh, dude. I've always wanted to see them and Korn live. And I remember they were touring together for like a hot oh, second. I wish I could have been on that tour. Because I, I remember seeing the video of them doing, Corn uh, uh, started playing uh, Sabotage by Beastie Boys and Slipknot came out and was on stage with them. And yeah, it's, I wish I could have gone to one of those. Oh. I've seen Corn once and then I saw Jonathan Davis do his solo stuff. And I've seen Slipknot twice. And mm. they're just... I remember like 2005 Rolling Stones said they were the best band to see live. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, they fucking are. I've always wanted to see them live so bad. So, so, so bad. The bass player's guitar shoots fire. <laughs> can't beat that. You can't fucking beat that. <laughs> no, they're so good. And it, Slipknot was one of those bands I really wasn't into at first. I can't remember what song came out. So I wasn't into like that hard, just like that. It took me a while too. But then I saw what song came out. I was like, I want to stab somebody. Fuck yeah. I mean, depends on what year it was. I can't. I honestly uh, couldn't tell yeah. you what song it was anymore. But yeah. I was just like. <clears throat> First song by them I ever heard was Duality. And it was, it was before I was into that kind of stuff. Yeah, I did. Well, the one song that I think turned me off. I didn't like Vermilion at all. See, I love that song. I love that song. I, so I couldn't. Much. I was like. Ugh. And I can't remember. What one that really got me into him? I was like, "Fuck it, I'll fuck." So, so I remember because so, so duality was the first one of theirs I heard off that Volume Three album. Because again, like at the time, I was barely I, like the I was listening to like s like Simple Plan at that time and Simple Plan, Green Day, and Blink One Eighty Two. Like I was a pop punk, so heavy stuff wasn't my thing. Um, so I heard duality. I wasn't into it. I heard Vermilion, and I was like, "Oh." okay and then i heard vermilion part two which is this like all acoustic song mm -hmm. and i was like 
who the fuck is this? And my brother was like, that's Slipknot. And I was like, bullshit. So then I checked out like the whole album and I was like, oh, this is actually very good. And then um, the next one that came out was Psychosocial when that album came out. That song fucking. I want to say it was actually Duality that it was Duality. Because yeah. it's not the one that I pushed my fingers. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. Okay. That one got them some, I mean, because that album got them a Grammy nomination for Before I Forget, I think. Yeah. Is what got them, a, which is funny because they all showed up in like suits, but with their masks still on, which is fantastic. <clears throat> it's just, I don't know. It, it's like, oh, it's very weird. Like, I, I don't, I really didn't listen to what I, I listened to Linkin Park. Yeah. That was probably the heaviest thing I listened to at the time. Linkin Park. Well, and um, I actually had System that. System of a Down. Yeah, around that same time, my brother my brother got me in a system of a down and stained. I was listening to Linkin Park. Remember Hoobastank? I have every Hoobastank album. Dude. I fucking love Hoobastank. Hoobastank. Whatever happened to that? They're still, they're still around. They're, they're actually about to go on tour with Lit. What? With Lit and Alien Ant Farm. Alien Ant Farm's still a thing? The most fucking... I saw that announcement. I was like, oh, I'm 14. Yeah. I, I would like to go, please. Because there's there's three bands I never got to see live growing up. The, I like I love Hoobastank. They're good shit. Yeah, they still tour. They still play shows. They still sound good. Mm. Alien Ant Farm I didn't think was still around, but I guess when you release a fucking Michael Jackson cover that takes over the fucking world for a little bit, that's also a great. That's cover. a great fucking cover. I remember because I was still, I was working in radio. Is when, that one better than the original? They're so different. I know. And also the the music video for Jackson's version is really fucking good. Yeah. But his music videos were all like mini movies anyway. True. Um ah, so that's a hard one. I don't know. Because Alien Ant Farms is 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 in that that area of covers that are more satirical than anything else. Cause like during the last chorus of the song, the singers in the background going, Hey, yeah, hey, like jokingly yeah. pretending. So it's 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 more meant to like we're covering it and having fun with it as opposed to trying to do something like when you look at like Johnny Cash's hurt cover or like kill switch doing Holy diver, where if they're trying to make the song their own, whereas alien and farms is more like, we're just going to have fun. Yeah. Fuck it. I remember uh, when I was working in, in radio was when uh, framing Hanley who existed for like five minutes, um, put out this cover of uh, I forget who the original artist is, but the song is lollipop. Oh, um, Fuck, who did that? I forget it. But they we had them at the studio the one day and they were talking about how, like, yeah, we did that by accident. Really? And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, we were we had they're like, we had just finished a sh like we we had been like in the studio or something all day, and we all went back and just got fucking hammered and it came on and we were like, We should like fucking see if we can figure out how to play that. And he's like, and we played it and like recorded it on like someone's fucking computer and we played it back. We were kind of like that's not bad. We should try it when we're sober and actually put some effort into it. And they did. And it was like a fucking number one hit for a while. Wait, wait, wait. Bring that song up again. Yeah. I think I know it was uh, Limp Biscuits. Um, Which one? He did several. Limp yeah, Bisc but his his George uh, Michael one. Oh, uh, Faith. Faith. That's a good cover. <laughs> it's, it's it's actually a pretty good cover. I know. Like, I okay, I did listen to a lot of Limp Biscuit um, when I was a kid. I, I never got in. I never got into uh, into Limp Biscuit. I um, I'm good. Um I don't know. I, I, I just love. <laughs> All right. So this is this is uh, Framing Hanley's doing the cover of a lollipop. Who, I want to I see if I remember this. Um, I don't know who the original artist is, though. It's from the music video. 
Where the fuck is God? There's like three minutes before the song starts. From time to time, at least. Oh, right look now. you like a loudy. No. Yeah. No? I do remember that. Maybe yeah. A it's a good cover. Because they slow it down. Yeah. Yeah, this was a really yeah. good cover. Yeah. This was all accidental. So, so this version is like it's it's legit, but it's legit. I, but they the whole idea yeah, was accidental. They got fucking hammered, heard it on the radio, and then just were like, "Let's just fucking play it." And then the next day, we're like, "Shit, we should actually fucking do this." <laughs> and I was like, "That's the best fucking story ever." <laughs>